Hello, everyone. This Sunday, we will be continuing our series, A Christmas Story, where we will be exploring different Christmas narratives and perspectives. Last week, Glenn took us through the idea of Advent, or the coming of Jesus, which for the church is what the Christmas season and story is about. Through the first Advent, or the birth of Jesus, we are reminded of the second Advent, our hope for Jesus's return. The Christmas story we will be looking at today is the birth story in Luke 2, 1 through 7. In this section of Luke's larger narrative of the childhood of Christ, Mary and Joseph leave Nazareth and travel south to Bethlehem, a small town outside of Jerusalem. They travel to Bethlehem to participate in a required census or registration, which, according to Luke, was enacted by the Roman emperor at the time. Now, Joseph was a descendant from the house of King David and needed to return to Bethlehem, also known as the city of David, uh, to be registered. Essentially, he needed to return to his family's hometown to get counted as a member of his family line and household. This is where Mary's pregnancy comes to full term and where she gives birth to Jesus. This is a part of the Christmas story that many people, whether Christian or not, are familiar with. Now, whether it is a nativity scene, Christmas decoration on a neighbor's lawn, or a Christmas play where we get to see a couple of kids dressed up as Mary and Joseph, carrying a Cabbage Patch doll wrapped in a blanket, and possibly walking beside an adult in a donkey costume. However, over the years, we have heard and seen the story so many times, and it has been repeatedly filtered through the lens of our 21st century and Western cultures. For many of us, this has cemented some images of the birth story of Christ that may have moved further away from the culture within the story. Imagine a ring with a beautiful stone. If you were to wear it every day for 10 years, without ever stopping to clean the ring, the ring would eventually become dirty and lose some of its clarity and shine. The ring can still be meaningful to you, despite the understandable wear and tear that happens with constant use. But when you stop to polish it regularly, you can rediscover the original beauty of the ring instead of one that has become dull over time. And most of the stories in scripture can use a routine polishing where we stop and reflect on why we tell the stories the way we do. That way we can do our best to rediscover the intended meaning as we connect with and honor the culture these stories come from. We need to regularly stop to reevaluate our stories and to pay attention to what is being told in order to grow in understanding and uplift the voices that are being drowned out by the dominant voices in our society today. Now, just a few moments ago, we watched a video that hilariously pointed out the different ways that we sometimes get different aspects of the story of Jesus's birth wrong. Now, what do you imagine when you think of the story of Jesus's birth? Many of us, including myself, were raised with the late night arrival or imminent birth method. The earliest record we have of this idea 
that Mary abruptly goes into labor on her way into Bethlehem is from the anonymous author of the Proto-Evangelium of James in the second century. Now, in truth, it is seen as more of a theological novel, yet it shapes many modern day perspectives of Mary and the birth of Jesus. Like most novelists, the author has a vivid imagination and uses drama to create a more entertaining story. The author decided that suddenly going into labor on the road is the perfect way to spice up the action. And this author's story is something we are still influenced by today. Today, we hear the story of Joseph and Mary arriving to Bethlehem in the middle of the night. It's raining and they arrive as Mary has gone into labor while riding on a donkey. Now they have to rush to find a place to stay. So as soon as they get into town, they stop at the local Best Western. But unfortunately, as we know, there is no room at the inn. I've seen many reenactments where a cold hearted motel owner turns away this young couple with a woman in labor in the middle of the night because all of the rooms are full. In fact, it seems the owner is always irritated that they didn't see the no vacancy sign in the first place. Now, eventually they find an inn owner that can offer them a stable or a barn. And there in the audience of farm animals and Joseph, of course, Mary gives birth by herself in a bed of hay. In this story, the world is a little less inviting place and humanity closes its arms to Jesus as he comes into the world. For some, it primes us to expect the ways that Jesus will be rejected by his people in the future. However, some of these things are just not in scripture, and there are aspects of the culture that can lead us to imagine a different picture. Now, here are a couple of the fallacies that we can notice when we take a closer look. One, Mary and Joseph did not arrive while she was in labor. Luke 2, 6 says, while they were there, the time came for her to deliver a child. Now this shows that Mary and Joseph had already arrived and were settled in Bethlehem when she went into labor. The journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem includes some notable uphill terrain that would be difficult for a woman late in pregnancy to complete. A smart traveler would have left as early as possible for Mary. It would be normal to visit for a longer period of time and to have time to make preparations for the birth. On top of that, Joseph was returning to his village of origin. He most likely would have connections and would have been able to make arrangements for a place to stay especially as someone from the royal line of David in Judean culture, not to mention in the city of David. Also, if Mary happened to be in labor, this culture with a high value on hospitality and family structures would not turn away a woman in such need. I think we could safely say that almost any culture um, or in almost any culture, a woman about to give birth would be given special attention and not a Lastly, Mary's cousin Elizabeth was also in a Judean village, which Mary had visited earlier when Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist. 
Mary and Joseph could have easily headed there if they had no accommodations and were cutting it close on their journey. This misconception is also propagated with the translation of the word in in Luke 2, 7, when Luke says that there is no room at the inn. This word in Greek is katalima and is more properly translated as a guest room or upper room. In fact, we see this word later in Luke 22:11, when Jesus instructs his disciples to find and prepare an upper room or guest room that belongs to a man in the city for the Passover meal or last supper. The word in is really referring to a guest room in a private home. During the time period of Jesus's birth, a typical home would have no more than a couple of rooms, and one of those rooms would have been purely dedicated for guests. When it says that there is no room at the end, it means that the guest room is full and already occupied. Whoever Mary and Joseph stayed with was most likely also hosting another guest, but they still welcomed the expecting family to stay with them. Mary and Joseph probably stayed in the main family room, which is also where most families brought in their animals at night to both avoid theft and also to keep the house warm. The video we watched earlier mentioned the cave, uh, and it was also common for some homes to be built using caves as the main structure. And I actually got to see one when I went to Jerusalem uh, and Bethlehem for school a couple of years ago. It would be common for uh, full mangers to be nearby for the animals that are present in the family room. When it was time for Mary to give birth, the young family would have not been alone. Most likely the women of the house would be there to assist the birth with all of the animals nearby. Either way, a small community was there to welcome the anticipated newborn. They were also part of the audience to the shepherds who later visit after investigating the announcements that they receive from the angels that a savior has been born. Now this setting is much different than some of the pictures that we have of Jesus's birth in Western culture. But some might ask, why does this matter? Do these details really make a difference? And I would say, yes, yes it does. The story of Jesus's birth is from a specific time, place, people, and culture. We can get too used to hearing the story one way because it makes the most sense to our context. Our familiar way of viewing the world can hinder us from a deeper understanding and realizing that the narratives that we imagine can affect our worldview. The two narratives of the birth story that we looked at give us different ideas of what it looks like when God moves into the neighborhood. It gives the listener a different idea of who God is and how humanity will respond when God is present. It also partly teaches us how to recognize the arrival of God in the first place. Each narrative looks differently at the way that God arrives on the scene and the role humanity plays in the story. The anglicizing of this Eastern hospitality story can also minimize the beautiful depiction of radical hospitality 
and how it can be a perfect setting to usher in the incarnate presence of God. Jesus's birth story is not a story of isolation and an every person for themselves mentality. Instead, it is one that displays dependency on community and God's presence in caring for each other's needs through the sharing of our resources. The family who welcomed Mary and Joseph would have had their hands full with hospitality. As a family with just enough resources, it would have been a lot of extra work. Now, can you imagine hosting two separate families on top of your own, one of them with a newborn? Our Western culture can be so individualistic at times that we even train each other not to ask something so big because it would be considered rude or inconsiderate to lean on each other this way. But it was in this everything I have, I give hospitality that Jesus first began his life on earth. This is the setting where God was physically brought into this world. And it is in our generous giving and the opening of our heart and homes that we continue to manifest the incarnate love of God, the one who cares for our needs by teaching us to care for one another. The story most of us might have pictured before today of the birth of Christ is one of the travel by night or the tale of the sudden birth. Once unpacked, this story speaks to the God who was turned away by humanity after reaching out versus the God who was hospitably welcomed and embraced. It is a story of the chosen people of God who are rejected for bearing the presence of God within them. On the other hand, the story that leans on what we know of Hebrew culture and scripture can inspire new hope within us of the beauty and goodness that can be signs of Jesus's arrival in our lives, in our homes, and in our communities. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, Jesus's early life had its moments of threat and risk. There were powers in the world that did reject him. However, even in the midst of empire and oppression, the story of his birth can remind us that Jesus was born in a home filled with people, in an atmosphere of wonder, hospitality, and care. He was born in a place where both stranger and family were brought together to rejoice in the hope for a better world. There would have been food to eat, smiles, and laughter. It is a story of life and humanity, the synergy of humanity and God with us. It is a perfect representation of the word of God became flesh. I pray that as we reimagine this narrative together, that we ask ourselves, which story calls you towards humanity and which story calls you away from it? I pray that we look for the story that calls us towards humanity towards radical hospitality, and towards greater love for one another, to create a setting that always anticipates the celebration and hope of God's presence with us. Thank you.